Bill O'Reilly here. Welcome to the No Spin News for Wednesday, April 20th, 2022. Stand up for your country. Righteous anger. You know what that is? Well, I, I had a little on display, you might have seen. I'm going to deal with that later on in the program, and I think you're going to find it very, very interesting. It has biblical implications. Righteous anger. Um, but first, we're going to talk about uh, the talking points. We're going to talk about the talking points. It's a little redundant. The talking points memo this evening is at the Biden border disaster. So if you think it's bad now, wait about three months uh, in June. And uh, it's a catastrophe because of one man and one man only, Joe Biden. Inflation on him. Border on him. You can just run down the problems in this country, one man. Mask mandate, we'll get into that in a little while. Him, him. All right, so the border situation is the worst public policy I have ever seen in my entire career. Because there's no reason that the federal authorities are not enforcing immigration law at the border because they know the narcotics are flooding in, killing Americans directly, and they know that millions of foreign nationals are showing up here unsupervised. Now, I'm a simple man. I have one simple question. What does the lax border policy do to improve the lives of anybody in this country? One thing. How does the lax border policy improve any of our lives? Give me one. And don't say, well, the fruit pickers or the hotel workers, they can get legal visas to work. All right. We give out more than a million of them in this country every year. They can come here legally, but they don't want to because they're structured and then they have to go back. Okay. So here's some stats. Since Joe Biden entered office 15 months, he's been in 16, but the stats are about a month behind. All right, 1,137,776 people have illegally entered the USA that the Border Patrol knows about. So the estimates are that 50% they know about and 50% they don't know about. If that estimate is correct, that's about 2.4 2.4 million in 15 months. This <laughs> is And in the last year of the Trump administration with the Remain in Mexico policy, that number had fallen to about 600,000. So it could be four times as high because Biden knocked out the return to Mexico policy, which, of course, the federal judge reinstituted. But the Biden administration says, well, we don't really care. (laughs) Okay, all right. That's number one. Number two, drug seizures at the southern border last year. 913,000 pounds, 913,000 pounds of drugs were seized. Okay? Almost a million pounds of narcotics, illegal narcotics. And again, maybe they seized 30% of them. The rest get through. So if you're in the White House, you're going, geez, I better do something about this, right? Wouldn't you say that if you were president? I would. Biden hasn't been to the border. Not once. Not one time. He sent Kamala. Kamala didn't want to go. She landed in El Paso, and 20 minutes later, she was on another flight to L.A. or whatever it was. So 
This is a catastrophe. In the middle of this catastrophe, Biden says, you know what? The only thing that's working is Title 42. And Title 42 is the United States government can turn you back immediately if you're a foreign national because of COVID. Immediately, you get turned back to, from whence you came, Title 42. And so Biden goes, yeah, I'm going to knock that out. I'm going to knock it out. I'm going to challenge the mask mandate on public transportation for Americans, but I'm going to knock out Title 42. And illegal aliens coming across the border don't have to wear masks because they are not obeying any laws anyway. Okay, this is in, truly insane. I'm, I'm laughing because it is funny. It's tragic funny. So Biden, in the middle, all he knows, a million pounds of narcotics coming across. Ah, you know, ah, I don't need to go down there. I got that. I got to hang with the Easter Bunny on the Easter egg hunt. I don't have to get out of the border. Okay, so Title 42, I told you yesterday, Biden is going to have to extend it. Even though he says, he's, I'm going to knock it out on May 23rd, that's not going to happen. Here's my soundbite yesterday. Go. And uh, marching counties, 50% were processed for expulsion under Title 42, which goes away in May. That's because you come from a place with COVID. Mexico, you can go right back to Mexico. Biden's knocking it out for no reason. There is a revolution within his own party in the Senate against Biden knocking out Title 42. I will predict he will rethink that, change his mind. And today, an announcement from the White House, they're rethinking it because all these senators uh, who may lose, all right, in elections, they're going, don't knock out 42. That's Tester in Montana, Cinema in Arizona, Kelly in Arizona, Hassan in New Hampshire, um, Warnock in Georgia, he's going to lose. Herschel uh, Walker will win that race, I believe. Manchin, uh, on and on and on and on. Is about two dozen of them are going, you can't do this because you're destroying the Democratic Party. So in addition to hurting every American, on the political front, Biden's hurting his own party. Okay? And, you know, right now, there are about 7 million foreign nationals who have crossed illegally that the Border Patrol even knows about. About 7 million in the past 20 years. Total illegal aliens here. Mm, I would say 15 million. So some of them overstay their visas, some of them, uh, you know, all kinds of ways. But it is, you know, it's like, all right, if you don't want immigration law, Congress, just knock it out and say open border. Come on in, everybody, because that's what we have now. So the president's scheduled today. He's meeting with the commanders. He's giving them dinner. The commanders in the Pentagon, they're going to meet. They're going to talk about Putin and whatever, NATO. And it'll be fun. Uh, free dinner for everybody. Polling, uh, Dems are very worried. Uh, real clear politics average. Um, approval rating for Biden, 41. Disapprove, 51. Rasmussen Delhi tracking, 43 approved, 56 disapprove. That's a disaster, 13-point gap. And a new poll by Trafalgar, which is a pretty accurate group, asks how likely is it that President Biden is compromised when dealing with China due to Hunter Biden? Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the largest online nursery in the USA with more than 10,000 plant varieties and millions of satisfied customers? 
I have their trees and plants in my home, and they're fantastic. Have you had your fair share of landscaping woes and wasted weekends at crowded nurseries? Finding fast-growing trees will be like stumbling upon a hidden treasure, believe me. With fast-growing trees, it's different. From fruit trees to houseplants, they have it all delivered right to your doorstep. Plus, their plant experts are always available for advice. And here's the best part. This spring, they have up to half off on select plants. And my audience can get an extra 15% off by using promo code BILL at checkout. So please go to FastGrowingTrees.com. Use promo code BILL at checkout. <laughs> okay. So the American people go, 63% say, yeah, it's probably compromised in dealing with China. 37% say it's unlikely. So there's no good news for Biden. You can't find any good news for him. And our pal Bernie Goldberg writes a column on BernardGoldberg.com that predicts Armageddon for the Democratic Party in November. He joins us now from North Carolina. So you don't usually write about poly, uh, party politics. You're not a party guy. You're an independent, right? Is that what you are? I'm a, a registered Republican and a conservative, but I'm not an ideologue. So I'll criticize my team when I think they deserve to be criticized. Okay, so you're a Republican, and you believe the Republicans are going to clean up in November, correct? Yeah, and I, it's always the economy stupid. I'm, by the way, I'm not calling you stupid, Bill. That was, you know, the expression, the economy stupid. It's always that, and inflation certainly is a big issue. There's no question about that. But this time around, this time around, it's also the culture couple of examples. A lot of people don't want their five-year-olds being taught about gender and sexual orientation. And, and this is important, and they don't want to be called bigots because they don't like that. A lot of people don't want their children being taught that some people are oppressed and some people are oppressors simply because of the color of their skin. To get to the point that you were making in, in the talking point, immigration. People see the mess on the southern border. They don't like it. And they don't want to be called anti-immigrant, you know, bigots because of that. And one more example, crime. You know, they hear the president constantly talking about gun violence. Okay. It'd be nice if no criminals had guns. Let's all acknowledge that. But guns don't go out and commit crimes on their own. The president almost never talks about Democratic legislatures that pass no crime, no cash bail laws that let these people back out on the street, and Democratic district attorneys who don't like prosecuting criminals. They notice this because it affects them, even, even Democrats are affected by it. And, and this is the culture that's going to affect the election, I think. There's always been a gap between the liberal elites and ordinary folks. That's not new, but the gap has turned into a chasm. And I think- Yeah, I think 70%. Barring something, they're gonna get nailed bad in yeah, November. Yeah, I think if you went out and really talked to the folks on a, on a widespread basis, 70% of Americans understand the Biden administration is 
um, not doing a good job on their behalf, and, and I think we'll, we'll see that. Now, when you, uh, when you get into this, I asked a question yesterday, because I want to be fair, and you know me a long time, I, I do want to be fair. Sometimes I'm not, I guess, but I try to be. I said, please email me one problem, just one, that President Biden has solved since he's been in office. Now, I'm going to read some of the people that attempted to do that in the mail segment today. But do you know of one problem? Yes, I do. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I'll give you one. The cookie, cookie problem. The president of the United States is sitting in the backseat eating cookies while somebody else is driving the car. That's the problem. He's not running anything. He's eating a cookie in the back seat while whoever is driving the car and calling the shots. So if he solved any problem at all, I guess this isn't as funny as I thought it would be. If he solved any problem at all, he's good for the cookie industry. Okay, but you're an astute observer. That's what you do uh, on BernardGoldberg.com. It's what I do. And we're trying, I am, to find one problem. And we have, we're beset with problems here in America right now. We're beset with them. I'm trying to find one thing that he's done that has made my life better or your life better or anybody else's life better. Now, outside of giveaways, and that's not solving a problem. That's just giving tax money to people, trying to bribe them to vote for you. That's what it is. Now, they've been good at that. The Biden administration, give it, give it, give it, give it, give it. All right. And they're continuing to do that with the student loans. I'm going to get into that in a moment. But I don't see any improvement on any front in this country. I see the problems getting worse. And, and that's nobody why, can give me one thing. And that's why, barring some unforeseen major incident between today and November, whatever the election date is in November, uh, the red wave is going to hit them smack in the face and it's going to hit them hard. And and by the way, it's not just that I know that and you know that. Democrats know that. They know it. 31, know Democrats, know it. 31 Democrats have decided not to run for re-election in the House. Well, they why do you think that is? They know what's coming. Sure, and they don't want to waste the money. All right, let's uh, go to the media. Now, there was a study, this was out a while back, that asked or polled countries around the world that have a free media, right? That lets out Russia, lets out China, lets out Singapore, lets out a whole bunch of them. But if you have a free media, they ask the folks in that country, do you trust your media? I, I thought this was fascinating. So here are the top five countries. We're going to put the five best, five worst on the screen. Put them on up. Finland. Finns trust their media 65%. Kenya and Africa, 61%. Portugal, 61%. Netherlands, 59%. Denmark, 59%. They're the top five. Here are the bottom five. Okay? Taiwan, Hungary, Slovakia, France. And last among citizens who trust the media, the USA. That's shocking. Isn't that shocking? It's not only shocking, but I've done my homework. I made a note of four issues that they that they make in that study that I want to pass by you. Number one, 75% of those who identify as being on the right 
thought the coverage was unfair. 75%. What coverage? The coverage of, of news in the United States. Okay. Overall okay. coverage. Yeah, overall coverage. Well, that makes sense because most of the coverage is from liberal news sources with liberal buying. Okay, that's number one. Number two, there's a higher, people who consume the news in the United States give a higher trust rating to news they themselves continue. Yeah, that's because something new has happened in America in the past 20 or 30, 10 or 20 years. Most people go to the news that they already agree with. That's a big problem in America. They don't go to news to Walter Cronkite the way we used to, or even Dan Rather and Peter Jennings. A lot of people go to the news that they agree with to begin with. The third of the four points, those who say the news media are treating them less fairly are less likely to trust the news. Well, yeah, that makes sense. But partisans never think they're being treated fairly. Okay, let, let's, let's acknowledge that. If you're watching the news and you're a hyper-partisan on the right or the left, you think they're out to get you. The fourth point, the final point, which I totally, totally disagree with, they say partisans, including those conservatives, say they prefer a range of views and neutral treatment of issues rather than reports that just reinforce their views. I totally disagree with that. More and more than ever, people go to the news to get their views validated, to hear what they already believe. They don't want news that is going to make them, God forbid, think about what they believe. Yeah, so okay. that, I, that, but that people, you know, they always they always news. answer these surveys by giving the answer they think is noble. Exactly. Yes, That's right, exactly right. right. That's and and, exactly and the, the proof of that is that I don't know of any newscasts, you know, what they call straight newscasts. None of them are really straight because producers tell, you know, the anchor what to say and stuff like that. But I don't know any of them that are growing an audience. You know, you know, Shepard Smith, for example, uh, when he was at Fox, um, he ran a fairly straight newscast. I mean, he didn't, there wasn't a lot of ideology in his newscast. So CNBC hires him to do the same thing over there. And now no one watches Shepard Smith. I mean, literally no one watches him. So CNBC is well distributed. It's well financed. He's got all the NBC News correspondence he wants. He's got an hour of time. Okay. Nobody watches it. You want my theory on that? Yeah. People, more and more, people don't want to watch straight newscasts. Now, ABC, NBC, and CBS look like models of objectivity compared to cable. But if you're watching cable, and that's where Shepard Smith is, if you're watching cable, you don't want a down-the-middle newscast. You, if you're watching CNN, you want to hear a slant that favors your own biases and reflects your own values. And if you're watching Fox, the same thing on the same other thing. side. I got it. We got that point. But you would think there would be enough people who did want information that they these other newscasts could uh, prosper. So I've noticed now in your studio at home, you have your Emmys lined up behind you. I, I, you know, and there's two th points I want to make about the Emmys. Number one, you have I have three Emmys and they were given to me begrudgingly. They had to. The reporting was so good that I did. They had to give them to me. 
You have like 45 Emmys up there. No, 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 no. How many? 14, 14. 14, 14. okay. So if I were you, I would kind of melt them down because you could sell them because gold is so high. You know. No, they're not real. They're not real gold. I bought them. I bought them <laughs> at the Emmy store in town. The Emmy, an Emmy store. store. You could buy an Emmy. You could buy. I have three Academy Awards also, by the way. <laughs> now, you won most of those for CBS News reporting and some for HBO. Is that correct? Six for CBS and eight for HBO. Wow. And then and HBO. By the, way, you... by the way, I don't even remember what I got each each of the 14 for. I don't remember what I had for breakfast. So how am I going to remember that? I remember but, mine. But just... I got I got one in Denver at KMGH TV for a covering a skyjacking. Um, and we got the transmission tape between the skyjacker and the FBI. Nobody else had it. Then I got one for investigating city marshals at WCBS TV in New York City. They were taking money and bribes and I had an undercover sting. And then I got one in New England, a New England Emmy for overall excellence and having a magnetic personality. I think that's what the last one was for. What, what kind of personality? <laughs> magnetic. I don't know. I mean, anyway, I got my three. I have them downstairs. Nobody cares. <laughs> People walk into the house, they couldn't care less whether I have an Emmy, but I'm, I'm glad I have them. And uh, I, congratulations I, to you for your 14. I said if I win one for a piece I really didn't like, I was going to accept it and use it as a doorstop. But, you know, I didn't win that one. So I don't I, I have them all on the shelf, not as a doorstop. In the Denver one, I almost sent a Native American like Marlon Brando did to pick up my I figured, nah, that that'd be too showy. <laughs> so anyway, Bernie Goldberg, purveyor of BernardGoldberg.com. Good website. Go there, Bernie. Always good to talk to you. We'll see you in a few weeks, I hope. Thanks. Bill. OK, let's go into the mask business. All right. Now, there's a poll. It's a snap poll, so I got to study the poll. I'm not going to give you the poll today. They got to look at it because it sounds bogus and questionable to me. Overwhelmingly, according to the snap poll, most Americans want to wear masks and they want everybody else to have to wear them on public transportation. But it doesn't. So I'm not going to give you the numbers until tomorrow, until I can check it out. However, the Justice Department, as I told you yesterday, this had nothing to do with the CDC as Biden is trying to, you know, uh, sleight of hand you. The Justice Department is now appealing the federal judge's ruling in Florida that knocks out the mask mandates on public transportation. So why would they do that? Why, why would the Justice Department spend the money, take the time? Why? All right. The COVID is down. If you want to wear a mask, you can wear the mask. You can wear eight masks. I don't know if they'll let you wear a helmet, but maybe you could. You bring it in the carry-on. Okay, so why? Because the far left wants the Biden administration to do this. It's just every single thing you can see the progressive hand behind it. Now, if you know, because I don't, why the progressive far left loves the masks, Please email me, Bill at BillOReilly.com, Bill at BillOReilly.com. You know, I'm, I'm looking to you for guidance. Disney took them about 22 seconds. Say, ah, 
don't have to wear masks anymore at Disney. In California and Florida, nope. No more masks if you don't want to. See, if you want to wear a mask, you can wear it. Nobody can say you can't wear the mask. Um, you know, you can wear it. But Disney, um, the most woke corporation in America, no more masks. All right, student loans. So it's on Hannity today, and it's pretty funny if you want to listen to the Hannity thing. It's giving me jazz about righteous anger, and I gave it right back to him. So that is posted on BillOReilly.com. But then the other topic was the loan forgiveness, and this is another giveaway. Here are the stats. Right now, 43 million Americans have student loan debt. That's 13% of the population, 43 million. 8% of the loans are private, which means the students borrowed from a bank or from their uncle or whatever, okay? 92% of the student loans were borrowed from federal money, okay? 1.6 trillion in debt the feds hold. They hold 1.6 trillion of debt paper. Now, the kids, the students are supposed to pay it back over time. But now Biden says, you know what, Mm, we're going to forgive a whole bunch of stuff. All this federal money. Biden can't do anything about the private money, but again, that's only 8%. So we're going to cancel the debt, cancel it, for 40,000 borrowers under Student Loan Forgiveness Program for Public Servants. What is that? That means that if you promise to go into state, local, or federal government and work on behalf of the folks, you get your loan forgiven. Well, are they going to track that? No. Are you going to pay back the loan if you don't do that? No. So this is just a ruse, another ruse. The rest of it is going to be based, I think, on skin color. But I could be wrong about that because they don't, they don't define it. But it's going to be low income, and that's okay with me. You know, if a poor family has big student debt, I think the government should step in and do something. I don't think I'd forgive the whole debt, but I think relief is, is needed there among poorer Americans. I think that's fair. Now, Hannity said, I paid all my college and I worked like an animal to do it, and I did too. My father helped me, though, a little bit uh, in my undergrad years. But believe me when I tell you I broke my back painting houses in the summer to afford the full boot on the college. And that was grad school too, okay? So I remember going and asking my father, can you co-sign a loan for me to go to Boston University to get a master's degree? He goes, why? (laughs) And I I said, because I don't have the money. And he goes, work for it. I said, okay. And that's what I did. That's exactly what I did. And I got through it. I didn't borrow a dime. Now, when I got out of BU, I didn't have a dime. I had to borrow money to put gas in my car tank to drive to Scranton, Pennsylvania, my first job. That's how poor I was. And then I had to tell the station, look, if you're going to hire me, you got to advance me some salary so I can put down a deposit on a place to live. I didn't have any money wiped out. Now, do I resent now freebies being given to other people? I really don't resent it. But we, the people, the taxpayers, will have to pay that. So the federal government says, we're going to forgive 
uh, 1.6 trillion in debt. They haven't done that yet, but they want to. The socialists want that. Well, we got to pay that. That goes right onto the total federal debt. That's a giveaway. So just so you understand what's going on there. This day in history, uh, April 20th, 1980, 42 years ago, Castro, Fidel Castro, the communist, brutal communist dictator of Cuba, outsmarted President Jimmy Carter. How did he do that? You may remember this if you're of a certain age. Well, 42 years ago today, Castro said, you know what? I got my prisons stocked. There's too many people, and I want to get rid of all of them. Open the prisons, put all those people on boats, sent them across the streets of Florida. That was called the Mariel Boat Lift. At the same time, he said to the Cuban people, you want to go? You want to leave Cuba for Estados Unidos? You can show up here. But the Cuban people, most of them were so frightened that if they showed up, they'd be thrown in jail that very few did. So it was mostly all criminals and miscreants that came here. That caused a huge problem in South Florida. You remember the movie Scarface with Al Pacino. Say hello to my little friend. Okay? That was about the Mariel boat lift. Southern Louisiana flooded with criminals. And Carter, we didn't know what to do. So they came here. Now, I taught high school in Miami. Some of you know that. And the Cuban students that I had were all sons and daughters of Cubans who fled Castro. And those Cubans worked damn hard to pay that Catholic school tuition. And they were good, smart, industrious people. They are today. There are one million Cubans living in the South Florida area. A million. Total Cubans in the USA, 1.5 million. Okay, this is from an island. I, I should have this stat, but I don't on how many people are in Cuba, but it's not that many. So we have like maybe a third here of the entire Cuban population. So that was a fascinating story to cover. The Mario boat lift 42 years ago today. I have a good mail segment. I asked you to send me, give me one thing that Joe Biden has solved. Some people tried. We will read those letters. And then the final thought of the day, righteous anger. We'll be right back. Everything is expensive these days, you know that. The government is printing trillions of dollars in consumer prices higher than ever. If the government continues its printing and spending, the dollar could continue its freefall and lose its coveted role as the world reserve currency. Let's hope that doesn't happen. But there are a few things you can do right now. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your money, your retirement, your hard-earned savings against inflation by helping you diversify a portion of your portfolio into physical gold and silver. Start with a short phone call, and they can have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or put inside your 401k or IRA. So please call or text them right now. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Call 877-444-GOLD, 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Again, that's 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. 
Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, here is the mail segment. Frank Merch, Oceanside, California. Bill Love, the Nosman News. Name one thing Biden has done well. Obviously, he caused NATO to unify Germany to step up and help Ukraine. That's one. I dissent, Frank, but I appreciate your letter. Putin did that. Putin did it, not Biden. Putin caused NATO to unite and Germany to stop the nonsense because they're afraid of Putin. If he invades the NATO countries, they're going to be toast over there in Europe. I don't think Biden did that. Now, Biden's participation in NATO is a plus, to be fair. But he didn't solve anything, in my opinion, my humble opinion. William Thomas Lamont, Iowa. I am also a simple man. Joe Biden and the Democratic Party did exactly what they promised um, and what conservatives like yourself, Bill, said they would do. So over half of America should be happy where Joe is taking America, right? By the way, what promises did the Republican Party keep during Trump's presidency? Number one, I'm not a conservative, okay? I am an independent and I lean traditional in my viewpoint but I'm not an ideologue, and I don't even follow the conservative movement. So you ask a good question. What did the Republican Party do during Trump's presidency? Number one, the Trump administration was a Republican administration, but there was very little interaction between President Trump and the Republican establishment, which didn't generally like him. Here are the top five things that the Trump administration solved or did, okay? After Barack Obama, which was a tottering economy, Mr. Trump somehow managed to get a vibrant economy with wages for all workers, all colors, all creeds, all genders rising. Most important, number one, Biden economy, shaky. Trump economy, strong. One. Two, vaccine. Lightning speed. Astounded me. Okay? Trump made a deal. Deal came through. Three, relative calm abroad. Okay? Taliban didn't kill any Americans for 18 months. She didn't invade Taiwan back and forth. Putin, little hacker thing, but that was it. Four, Trump administration dismantled ISIS. That has been ignored, but not in Killing the Killers, my book that is out May 3rd. I will take you step by step through the Bush, Obama, Trump administrations, and part of Biden, 
to show you what each president did that you don't know anything about. Killing the killers out May 3rd. And the last one, remain in Mexico immigration policy. Fabulously success. Took Donald Trump almost three years to get it. He got it, stopped it cold. Biden took it out the first day. I hope William Thomas in Iowa, those five things that are on the Republican resume, I hope you will consider that. Maggie Menzel, Seal Beach, California. Biden got Trump out of office. That was a huge thing for the left. But that's not a a problem solving. Well, maybe you could say it would be. That's a stretch, though. We're talking about problems that affect every American. 70 million Americans plus voted for Trump. They didn't see him as a problem. Kevin, will anybody in the media ask Biden Harris about their paltry charitable donations? No. And uh, Kevin goes on to say, Harris has probably never been asked about donating money to bail out BLM rioters. She didn't. She just encouraged people to do that. She didn't do it. Let's be accurate. Michael, message board, BillOReilly.com. I don't believe it so much liberal versus conservative. During my long career as a tax professional, I could not help but notice it was people of faith who gave the most to charity. That is true. No doubt about it. Maureen, would the Russian Orthodox Church leader be afraid for his life if he spoke out, if he spoke out against Putin's atrocity? Putin's not going to assassinate the head of the Russian Orthodox Church, but he'd be diminished. His power would be diminished. But so what? Isn't he supposed to be representing Jesus? Think Jesus would be afraid? No, I don't think so. Robert Heasley, concierge member, that means Robert gets direct access to me, but this is a letter. So if you write to me under concierge membership, it is private. Nobody but me sees the email. My producers, you know, obviously they have to funnel it to me, but I'm the one that reads it and answers you directly. So check out concierge membership, you know, like it. Bill, can you explain why Governor Abbott of Texas cannot call in the National Guard and close the Texas border to protect his constituents and finish the wall? Because the border is solely under the authority of federal government. States cannot intrude on that authority. That's in the Constitution. Debbie McVie, Rapid City, South Dakota. Bill, there are people traveling by RV this summer. Fortunately, we took your advice. Last time you mentioned booking ahead. Even at that time, it's hard to get reservations. That's right. Always listen to me. Right? Always listen to me. He says humbly. All right, Killing the Killers. Um, this is a book you got to read. Uh, Barnes & Noble doing a big promotion, our friends at Barnes & Noble. If you order, pre-order from Barnes & Noble, you get a 25% discount off all online pre-orders of Killing the Killers. Okay? So that is a great deal. If you order from us, you get a free bumper sticker, and you get the book first. First, first, first. Killing the Killers coming up fast. You will like this book. Mother's Day and Father's Day, get the mugs. Throw those mugs up there. Best mugs in the world. Mom and Dad will love them, so get those. And they're very uh, moderately priced. Word of the day, do not be derisive when writing to BillOReilly.com. D-E-R-I-S-I-V-E, Bill at BillOReilly.com name and town if you wish to opine right back with righteous anger.
This podcast is sponsored by Cloud Optimizer. As a business owner or IT manager, are your cloud investment costs going up and you don't know why? It's time for Cloud Optimizer. As you migrate your business to the cloud, what you're spending and why you're spending it can get a little hazy. But Cloud Optimizer clears up the mystery and puts the cloud to work for you. Cloud Optimizer starts by analyzing usage patterns, right-sizing resources, leveraging discounts you may not be aware of, implementing automation, and much more. And by reducing unnecessary expenses and maximizing performance, Cloud Optimizer guarantees you a savings of five times what you spend for their service. As you utilize cloud-based services more and more, you don't have to lose sight or control of your spend. You can stay agile, streamline your costs, and optimize your performance, plus save significant money with Cloud Optimizer. Make the cloud work for you with Cloud Optimizer. Get a free assessment and find out how much you can save by going to cloudoptimizer.com. Go to cloudoptimizer.com for your free assessment. That's cloudoptimizer.com. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. All right, here is the final thought of the day. Um, there was a tape circulating. It was paid for by a left-wing smear site that showed me yelling at a JetBlue employee. I already told you I did that. I reported it two weeks ago. Um, I was angry, and I was foolish because I did not discipline my anger. See, that was the key. I didn't discipline it. I have an excuse. Seven hours. The flight to Caicos from JFK, five hours late. You got to get there two hours ahead. For an international flight, people were sitting there for seven hours, and these JetBlue people wouldn't tell us anything. I'm getting mad even thinking about it. So I demonstrated righteous anger. Now, some of you don't believe in righteous anger. Well, read the Bible. Jesus himself. And we depicted it in the book and movie, Killing Jesus. Go. This is our surprise! This is my life, Get Marcus! Not the dead of thieves! Down with the money lenders! go. All right. So the history of that is that the temple authorities, Sanhedrin, were getting tax money by allowing merchants into the temple to sell things. Jesus took umbrage, showed righteous anger. The key word is righteous. Now, I could have overturned the JetBlue counter. I did not. But I was wrong. I did not contain my righteous anger. I wasn't disciplined enough. 
I got an excuse, but you know how excuses are. However, the concept of righteous anger is in the New Testament for a reason. If you allow yourself to be abused and don't defend yourself and don't try to correct things that are wrong, you are wrong. Now today, if Jesus did that, if there was a flea market someplace and he came back and he did that, he'd be arrested. He'd be charged, okay, for violating civil order or whatever. But he wouldn't be wrong. You don't use a place of worship for commerce, which was obviously happening. And the Sanhedrin was making a ton of money from it. And that display you saw was one of the reasons they wanted Jesus crucified by the Romans. Isn't that fascinating? I'm not trying to make excuses here. I had a perfect right to be angry for what JetBlue did to the poor people on my flight and me, and they continue to do it, and they continue to mislead everybody about it, and the federal government won't do a fig about it, and the media won't report about it. All right? So I am angry, and I'm Irish, and that combination, you got to discipline it. Thank you for watching and listening to the No Spin News tonight. We'll see you tomorrow.